Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Thanks again for joining us on another edition of The Spilled Tea. I'm one of your hosts, Emmy Morgan. Um, I know we've stated it before. I'm sure we stated it. But I just want to say happy Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, we're going to be discussing that a little bit. I, um, I also had to look up the definition of self-care because what I thought was self-care, I wasn't sure if it was the correct definition. And I'm going to go with my definition because the Google definition was kind of weird. Um, So self-care to me is taking steps in your everyday life, you happy, to make sure that you are taking care of your outside and your inside, to make sure that you're balanced, and to also make sure that even though you have a bad day or um, something occurs that's not what you expected, you still make sure to smile from the inside out. Um, Joe, what is your definition of self-care? Oh, self-care is taking care of all of your unmet needs um, mm-hmm. that apply to mind, body, spirit. Okay. that's Yeah. That's kind of what I've been doing this month, um, particularly this month. And I, I think it's because it's not just because it's Mental Health Awareness Month. It's just because there was a point one of my coworkers a lot before the pandemic cuz i haven't been in the office for a year she looked at me and she's like why aren't your nails done why isn't your hair done like you used to do all that stuff and you, you used to like smile some something's like missing something's like not happening within you and i remembered that and the first i'm going to say year of this pandemic i just was working, hanging out with my friends, hanging out with my coworkers um, when I could see them, hanging out with uh, my family. I wasn't really focused on my mental health. And it was about a week, the week of my birthday, I was like doing this. I need, I need to, this year, start getting back to my own happy. So some of the things I've done this year, um, Let's see, laser hair removal, microdermabrasion, getting my nails done, getting my hair done, which I'm telling you, getting your hair done, even for guys, getting a haircut. Sorry, Joe. Um, but because <laughs> he's bald, y'all. Um, it just feels so relaxing. And my my last hairstyle, I got cornrows, and then she took um, braids that I had bought in 
and crocheted them into the cornrows. And when she does my cornrows, she pulls them tight. I'm sitting here, like, ready to fall asleep. She's like, is that too tight? Am I hurting you? I'm like, what? No, I, sorry, I, I almost fell asleep. What would you say? And I guess I'm not tender-headed, but, yeah, what have you been doing for your mental health? Um, so I, I, I kind of have a, a pretty consistent routine and, and mm-hmm. now we're really going to see that, be, that, that being tested because I, I tore my Achilles last week. Oh. Um, so yeah, so I have surgery tomorrow and we're really going to test the boundaries of what that self-care looks like. So for mm-hmm. me, I have... I have been very lax about certain things in my routine, but there's some things that I've been extremely consistent about, which, you know, for example, going to the gym um, has mm-hmm. been pretty much a, a staple of, of my activity um, for years. And, you know, now I don't know exactly what I'm going to do to replace that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but uh, I love to read um, I love to hmm. listen to um, podcasts or debates on YouTube between hmm. opposing viewpoints because I always like to hear, especially if it's articulated well, I like to hear opposing mm-hmm. viewpoints on certain um, subjects. Um, my my yeah. big kick right now is um, is about atheism versus um, theistic viewpoints, so that's, that's where I'm at right now, but... Um, so I, I like to read and try to take in information through various mediums like social media or YouTube or podcasts. And in terms of self-care, some of the things that I have let slide is to be very religious. Not religious. I shouldn't use that term because it's not religious. Um, I used to be very consistent about rolling. Um, I used to be very consistent about getting massage therapy on a regular basis, and I used to be very mm. consistent about meditating every morning um, before uh, before getting my day started. Mm. And I'm not sure why those things have kind of fallen by the wayside, and I keep professing the need to get that to reintroduce them. In fact, that mm-hmm. might be the reason why I tore my Achilles is because I haven't been taking as much care of myself as I should be. Um, but I think that's you know that's I, I try to I try to look at all of these things as kind of like a holistic approach, and then the last thing which I think is is probably the most important of all the things that I do uh, for for maintenance is um, being very conscientious of what I take in for a diet, mm-hmm. um, and and limiting that to really just one day a week where I I, I kind of shut my brain off in terms of trying to manage that. Um, yeah. but I don't, like I like, I like to try to eat a lot of, yeah, like I, I try to mm-hmm. eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, um, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, organic, organic food. If it's, you know, if it's appropriate to get organic, cause sometimes it says organic and that doesn't matter. Um, right. but, um, but you know, a lot of, I try to eat, you know, farm raised, anything that's farm raised. Um, I try mm-hmm. to avoid, I try to eat anything that, that's, um, that's wild or, 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 um, you know, whatever free range that you can get. But um, but that's pretty much it. That's pretty much the extent of it. Hey. I, um... I don't have hair, but I do, I do miss having hair because that was the best thing about getting, uh, about having hair was getting a haircut and falling asleep in the chair. Why did you decide to go bald? 
because once it started to go, I just am not that vain where I felt like it made sense to to fight to fight the side. And mm-hmm. I I feel like it was it was for me it was more about just accepting that you know this is it's like accepting anything about yourself. You you have to come to grips with it and um, mm-hmm. and and continuing to have hair where I knew it was thinning in a way that you know I either had to grow fake hair or I had to uh, to cut it off or it, let it grow in in this weird cul-de-sac. I just wasn't I wasn't willing to do that, those other things, so I was like, well, shave it off. It's easier that way. Well, men are getting um, wigs and. Uh, weave and it's it's in vogue for a man to to wear a wig now. Not a toupee. And I, you I know mean, me. I'm, on wig. I'm big about about. You know me. I'm big about being in vogue. Yeah, you are. I figured <laughs> that you just did it because you were just like, yeah, it's easier. It it, it turns out that that is actually in fact also the case. Yeah. You're a pretty low-maintenance kind of guy. That's right. Keep it simple. Um, there's this thing called a happiness box that I found um, online. Do you, what would be in your happiness box? Like your top ten things in your happiness box. Top ten? I mean, I could give you probably the top three. Okay, top three. Um, because because I think. I think all of them relate to kind of the same thing. Um, yeah. Uh, any human interaction, positive or otherwise, I, I will take negative human interaction if you can get something positive out of it. Um, yeah. Any intellectual, any intellectual pursuit in whatever capacity that could be, and any physical pursuit in whatever capacity that could be. Hmm. Okay. I don't like things. You don't, apparently not. I was going for items. So I have actually three items. I'll stick with your three. One would be, and I'll explain it, my cell phone. Um, I can do everything on that fucking thing. Read, search the internet, (laughs) um, write, everything. And... Not for nothing, I was having this conversation with one of my friends, well, our mutual friend, Casey, and we were talking about, like, what was the first phone that you had? And I didn't realize how I remembered when I first got my cell phone back in 2005, I remember feeling like I had freedom. You know, I got my first car in 1998, which I, no, 1997, which I just dated myself. And then I got my first cell phone in 2005. I felt like freedom. Like I could go anywhere and do anything. And that yeah. was kind of, that. that's why I like have to love these cell phones. And not for nothing, if you think about it, Joe, our generation, Gen X, has been through the most changes of any generation. We've had, we we've literally... Had <laughs> We've literally gone from 8-track to cassette to DVDs to digital downloads to MP3 players to VCRs to DVDs and uh, Blu-ray and Tari all the way to freaking Xbox. 
being a DVD player for us. Like, we've had the most changes in our lifetime of any generation. And it's just like, how do we keep up? How do we not go insane? And I feel like we're we're a very resilient generation. I'm saying, like, and we're so independent. I was watching Reality Bites last night, and I'm like, God, we've been through it, dude. We've we've really, we've had, like, our parents divorced later in life. Some of us have abandonment issues because one parent was gone. Like, shit. We, and some, and we were the, I'm going to say it, weren't we the first latchkey kids? We were I'm, the I'm official sure. latchkey generation. Yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of shit going on in our childhood. No wonder some of us are so fucked up because of the shit we went through. I'm surprised you and I and a couple of others made it out the other end because, jeez. I mean, well, I, think I we, remember. We had to, we had to deal with acceleration. We had to yeah, deal with the acceleration of a lot of things. Like, like uh, mm-hmm. our parents' generation had to deal with a lot of social turmoil and yes. technological advance that was on a larger scale. Like, they landed on the moon. All right, that's pretty right. cool. Um, True. You know, there's there's certainly something to be said about that generation um, mm-hmm. and some of the stuff that they had to deal with. Like we didn't have to duck under our desks in fear of a nuclear bomb. Um, True. But at the same at the same time, you know, we had our our generation had to deal with so much transitional change mm-hmm. from you know in leaps and bounds. Like the internet, mm-hmm. we had to learn you know, what the internet was. We weren't born with that yep. in our hands. And, nope. and, you know, we had to acquire this new information, which we have constantly had to do over the course of yep. our lives. And I think that, that makes us a little bit more resilient. That's just my humble opinion. Think about it. We went from the 80s decadence and, and craziness to, I mean, we were kids, but still we, it was around us to the 90s grunge, whatever that fucking thing was to the early 2000s where we were just like somewhere in the middle of everything. And we were like technologically advanced by the 2000s. And then some of us started having kids and it was just, it's been great. Like I was sitting down, you know, I went to um, lunch with a couple of our, um, our high school friends and we're just talking about different things. And I'm just like, holy shit, we have been through it. We really have. And, yeah, I just, I'm surprised that some of us made it out. I really am. And I don't knock the other, the rest of us that haven't. Because, shit, what, jeez, yeah. we, okay, anyway. Um, All right, so your other two. Uh <laughs> This is going to sound so stupid, but it's super important to me. <laughs> um, a really long wig. Here's why. Because then I can cut it to a different length if I want, like, a short wig. <laughs> Listen, I am come to the point. When I first started my transition August 1st, 2015, my sister Jamie was like, all right, you're going to have to learn makeup and wigs. I'm like, no, I'm not doing any of that crap. 
I don't want to do that crap. That's not me. And then, of course, a month later, I bought my first wig. But I just feel some some level of, um, like, I've never had long hair before. And if I'm going to have it, now would be the time. So what the fuck, you know? Give me a wig. And I, I'm starting to get better at taking care of them. Like, when I first started buying wigs, I would get one wig at a time. And then once I was done with that wig, I'd throw it out. Now I'm oh. up to having six freaking wigs. I have six wig, wigs currently. And they're all different. They're different colors. They're different styles. And I don't know. I just, I, I love wigs. I don't, I don't know what it is about them. I haven't worn any of them yet because I still have my braids in. Um, what I typically do is around my birthday, I will get my hair either braided or relaxed just to kind of let it breathe for a minute. And then come September, I'll go and start, like, get my hair braided down and then wear wigs again. So right now I'm in the – I've never had summertime braids before. And let me tell you, it feels good, honey, except it's really hot on my back. That's the only thing because they're so long. But otherwise, um, really easy to maintain. My hair grows really fast, so I'm going to have to go get my braids tightened because my braids are starting to loosen. Um, Yeah. My third item, car keys. I love driving. I love driving so much. And it's weird to say that. I don't like driving, like, long, long distances, but, like, driving to Boston or driving to even, you know, driving to a nearby town, I just love driving. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's, like, it. one of my and, – and I really love, again, technology. I have a, um, a screen, like a small screen in my car, And when I had my dashboard updated, it had a feature for Apple CarPlay. So now I can literally have my cell phone, whatever play on my cell phone on on my car, like in my car speakers. So my music catalog is huge. So now I can just like listen to my 80s, 90s music or whatever song is stuck in my head while I'm driving. It just, I don't know. Those are my three things. They're very superficial, but they make me happy. I don't think they're superficial. I think that if you think about they what those things are, <laughs> they're, they're a little bit, but I, I think if you yeah. think about like what all of those things represent yeah. m- mm-hmm. more than just the fact that they're items. And, and that's probably yeah. why I, I went a little bit more conceptual with the things that make me happy because there are, Mm-hmm. You can sprinkle in those things that, like, a book is something tangible, and it's an item and yeah. it's an object, but the intellectual pursuit is what prompts me to buy a book. And so if yeah. you think about those three things that, you, that you're talking about, what do those things represent? I mean, you know, two of them I can definitely say represent, you know, a certain amount of freedom. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I would argue the third, you know, with, when you were talking about your long hair, I would I would yeah. suggest that that represents a kind of freedom in, in itself uh, as well. So I think True. a lot of you know the what you were what you were saying and the reasons why you why you picked those three things 
it, mm-hmm. it kind of fits within a general theme that they, they provide something more. It's not just the object. It's more of what they represent and how they provide you a, a, a level of freedom that maybe you don't have if you don't have a car, if you don't have a cell phone, if you don't mm-hmm. have long hair. Yeah. This is why I keep him around, guys. So <laughs> <laughs> He's so good to me. And fun fact, I actually just um, – texted him about it yesterday. I've written this original script called Ben and Trina, and it's about two best friends who meet up after not seeing each other for a very long time, and they pick their friendship up right right away. Um, it's kind of dedicated to all my guy friends that I've ever had in my life, Joe being one of them, um, Jamie's brother, Brett, who passed away, Honestly, even Phil. Phil, I put his name at the end. I said, you know, thanks, Phil. Um, a couple of other friends, Anthony, Brandon. I just feel like, number one, there aren't enough movies out there that showcase friendship. Just plain old friendship. Friendship that's like, I'm going to beat somebody's ass for you. I'm going to sit there and listen to you complain about the same problem over and over again, taking my advice. I'm, I just wanted to write a movie, a, a light movie about friendship. And it's super simple. She comes back from, you know, Boston, which is not that far from where she grew up. And um, her mother has just passed and she's back for her funeral. Very simple. And mm-hmm. their friendship, his name is Ben. Ben, um, he's a ride or die, you know. She starts dating somebody in town, and he's not happy about it, and he's going to tell her. And he says some things that only a best friend can say. And, um, yeah, and so it's it's been cathartic because, I don't think there's a, a, typically with movies like this, and I'm going to spoil it, they don't end up together in the end. That's not the point of the movie. The point of the movie is I want you to see a genuine friendship. I want you to go to this movie. Look, I just, I don't want people thinking something else is going to happen when it is. And And it's almost like you and I, you know, people say, you know, oh, you guys have a lot of chemistry. Okay. And then they'll follow it up by Joe's super hot. And I'm like, okay, ew. Um, <laughs> he's my brother. Don't say that to me. Um, but it's like, I don't know. Whatever. I just, ha- I just want well, to say Sorry. I, but that's the one thing about, like, friendship is that it's always, um, like, like, if you think about who your best friends are, Mm-hmm. You know, people will people will try to people will try to assert their conventional wisdom on you know whatever Ugh. they observe and whatever they feel is the 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 way to to you know to maintain a friendship. But that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Right? I think I think the people that are best friends, the reason why they why they why their people are great friends is because they have a chemistry that's not. It doesn't have to be um, it, it, some kind of um, relationship foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, there's mm-hmm. nothing that has to be interpreted about people that are like, you have that chemistry, you have that banter, you have that communication that, yep. um, 
that, that you don't have to necessarily, uh, you know, it doesn't have to turn into something else. Why can't right. people just appreciate it? I don't know. And so I reached out to um, Joe about, you know, do you have a funny memory to, to share so I can mm-hmm. put it in the movie? And I also reached out to my sister and, <laughs> oh, Jamie, she's like, oh, yeah, funny moment. Remember that time you read my diary and I said that I thought that you were gay and then you got mad at me and didn't talk to me for a couple months? Remember, is that the type of funny moment you met? I'm like, okay, listen, I'm not perfect. I'm sorry. I was immature in that moment. Sorry. I'm like, Jesus, you've been holding on to that mouth for a long time, haven't you? And we had a good laugh about it, but listen, I'm not perfect. See, that's a gem. That's Shut a gem up. right I there. I put that's it in the movie, too. <laughs> I yeah. put it oh, in yeah. the movie. Um, and then my other sister said how she, um, she loved how I played Barbies with her which is so hilarious because then my niece, Jamie's daughter, said that <laughs> pre-transition me would play Barbies with her too. And apparently I don't. Emily doesn't play Barbies anymore, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I've evolved past Barbie. Um, yeah, one of our classmates told me once <laughs> that I don't know. I don't know why I said this. I don't remember it, but he dies laughing. Weg, I can't remember exactly what happened, but somebody was annoying me, and he kept annoying me. And so I said to him, <laughs> I said to the guy, um, why don't you turn into a wing nut and fly away? I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. Why did I say that? He goes, I don't know, but I was laughing hysterically. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so weird. Oh, the Reading things that said and did children. I, hey, I guess that was the mouthy side of me. <laughs> you said it. Sure. Um, <laughs> what, um, oh, speaking of which, do you feel like you speak up more now as an adult or back when you were a kid? Well, all right. So that's an interesting, that's a interesting question, first of all, mm-hmm. because I think when you're a kid, your understanding of the world is so limited and your understanding yep. of things is so limited that it's really based on kind of an internal, an internal uh, viewpoint. So everything mm-hmm. is, you know, uh, everything is, is limited to your peer group and the, yep. the, the people that you spend a lot of time with, your family, but you, you don't really think globally. So the things that yeah. you speak out on are probably, I, I don't want to call them more benign because they're, you know, that, I think that that's an injustice to, you know, what, what you're actually focused on is, because it is such a close, uh, a close circle that we're focused on. And so it would be mm-hmm. fair, unfair to say that it was, you know, it was benign, but they're, I guess they're what people would consider to be, um, I don't know, less globally involved when you're talking about what you what you rail on about or stick up for someone or or speak out against when you're when you're younger. When you're older, I think you have a much broader perspective. You have uh, much more lived experiences, 
And mm-hmm. you take those things into context in a larger community or even, you know, in a, a global context so that it has, it has a different value to it. And I don't know that I speak out more or less. I just think I mm-hmm. speak out about different things now than I did when I was younger. But I was pretty mouthy, too. So. Um, I will say that I am more outspoken now. I think that, and I say that because I remember growing up, if somebody, if a stranger did something, for example, that I knew was wrong, I would just sit there and let them do it because who am I? Um, For example, or if somebody's doing something to me that's wrong, I would or that hurts, or that sounded really awful. Let me explain that. Hey. Wait, hold on. <laughs> wait, wait. Wait, let me. <laughs> that was so bad. Okay. We're, let me we're going deep here today, folks. All right? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's not what I meant. After it came out, I was like, no, go back in. Um, That was even worse. Whoa. So what I mean Be ready, is, people. <laughs> Joe, you're such an instigator. So what I meant to say <laughs> is, like, recently, um, when I get laser hair removal, it feels like tiny, it, and if anybody has ever done laser hair removal, you'll know what I mean. It feels like tiny, hot rubber bands being flipped at your face or your body. And if you have hair on that, um, in that area, those rubber bands are going nonstop. And if you don't have hair, it's freezing cold. So it's like, this is not like laser hair removal isn't for the, the faint of heart. This shit hurts. So before I know for a fact, and I know before because I didn't speak up until like hurting and I was like crying because not like, but like tears were running down my face. And I'm like, all right, you know what? This this laser is it's set too high, and I wouldn't have done that when I, if I was younger. I know for a fact I wouldn't have. I know I would just been like, all right, just get through it. Now I'm like, yeah, this is too high. She goes, oh my god, you're right. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I speak up more now because I feel like number one, maybe I can help somebody else, and number two, maybe I can educate that person. Um. I was driving down the street one day and this guy was like like waving at me and I'm like, what the fuck? And I was like, what? And I rolled down my window. He goes, you have a flat tire. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you for telling me that. Normally I would have just like flipped him off or something because I didn't understand what he was doing. But I think that standing, like speaking up is part of it and then understanding that other people might have the same viewpoint as speaking up as well, that has helped me too. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know what it is. I just feel like, I, I don't know. I just feel like my voice should be heard more, even at work. Before I transitioned, I wasn't, I wasn't very mouthy at all. I was actually super, not super quiet, but I was pretty quiet. And now it's like they can't shut me up. <laughs> And they probably wish they could. Um, uh, but, but shut up, Joe. 
hey, you ask for suggestions, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give my suggestions. Um, sometimes you don't want to hear it. Sometimes you do. Yeah. But also a big thing with me, I I think, like I said, I was never. I'm not a perfect person. I think when I was younger, um, and I think we've all done it. You would say something behind someone's back, but then to their face, you're like, oh, hey, oh, my God, hi. And now I, before I speak on someone, I need to know that I'm going to be able to say that to their face. So if I, um, for example, there was this person in my life that I was just like, this person is, is like, really condescending and rude and I don't appreciate them. And I got into a room with them and I was, you know, point blank asked by that person, like, why don't you like me? And I said, you're condescending, you're rude and I don't appreciate you. And I'm like, I felt good about myself for finally standing up because that person needed to hear those words. And they took it in and they're not as bad anymore, but I, I needed to say those words, and I felt good about it. So, yeah, I, I think I speak up more. Definitely. Well, especially I don't think I would have been high school. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah. It, I, I think when yeah. it's solicited, I mean, you if you sugarcoat it or you don't give someone mm-hmm. an honest answer, like, that's kind mm-hmm. of on you. But, yeah, I mean, if it's unsolicited, I think it depends on the situation. Because I, I, I don't I don't want to be intentionally hurtful to someone, you know, mm-hmm. like if I, if there's something that, that isn't solicited and, and it's an observation and it could just be mm-hmm. my personal observation, I could be way off base, but offering that my two you know, situations could be hurtful. Mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm very careful about trying not to intentionally insult someone. Um, right. But I also think that that's one of the things that as you, as you mature and as you develop as a person is that you find your voice and you find how those moments insert themselves into a conversation where they are appropriate mm-hmm. and they're not hurtful. They're just, you know, they're, you're just speaking truth. And, um, right. and I think that that's unfortunately a lot of people will still go through life with that, uh, with, with that glossing over of, of whatever the facts are, the truth, because for them, maybe they're just more comfortable not, being uncomfortable and that's right. you know, that's that's their that's their business that's their life i'm not you know that's teach their own um but if you find and your voice it, it is it's very liberating Mhm. agreed and i think for most of my life joe i was that first person i was the person you know well what do you think about me and i'm not going to tell you because i don't want to hurt your feelings but now i do say that disclaimer that you sug- that you were talking about you know, this is my opinion only. Um, this is from my experiences. I feel you're kind of a jerk. And I give examples, too. <laughs> I don't say something where I can't back it up with examples that I've seen. The, the whole yeah. thing is I want someone to do that to me. I think about Kanye West. I, every time somebody asks me that question, I think about Kanye West. I think who are his friends that aren't giving him that advice? Maybe they are giving him that advice and he's not listening, but are they even, you know, stepping up? I don't know. But 
if Kanye West was my friend, shit would be different. I would publicly embarrass him. Not to be mean, but he needs it. And so I think of that. I also think of karma. I'm really big on karma. Am I withholding a truth from someone? How's that going to impact my karma? Like, yeah, it's selfish to say that, but I, I think about it all the time, you know? And I don't know. I just feel like if I... If I'm tactfully honest with someone, I think they might get it. And if they don't, well, I, they ask for my opinion. So what, what do you want from me? Buyer beware. <laughs> yeah, buyer beware. <laughs> um, the last major topic I wanted to go over was um, genderless clothing. There's a man mm. named Mark Bryan. He is in Germany heterosexual, married to a woman, 60 years old. Um, I don't know if he has kids or not, but he feels that clothing should have no gender. So he literally has so many pairs of booties, boots, heels, everything. He's not trans or anything like that. So if you see one of his outfits on Instagram, I think it's Mark. M-A-R-K-B-R-Y-A-N-9-1-1. If you see his outfit, he'll have, like, a polo shirt, a pencil skirt, and then boogies. And I think he wears stockings. I'm not sure. Um, So it's almost like you would look at him and think he's non-binary. Because Mm non-binary people typically mix up masculine and feminine. He's not non-binary. He considers himself uh, a straight quote, cisgender, end quote, person, man. Um, he's not, he, he doesn't, he's not a cross-dresser. He doesn't feel like he, he cross-dresses. He just feels like clothing should be genderless. And mm-hmm. his shoe collection is on point. Oh, my <laughs> God. It is so amazing, some of the shoes he has. Um, but what do you feel? How do you how, do you think clothing should be genderless? Well, do I feel clothing should be genderless? I, like, I think, my, do you think men should be able to wear skirts and dresses? Basically, I'll be I'll I'll be I'll be a hundred percent honest. I don't. Yep. I don't care what anybody wears. Yeah. I, I, you want. Yeah, you want to dress up like, uh, you know, you know, with, with whatever outfit or, you know, whatever clothes you're comfortable in or, you know, mm-hmm. you, what, if, if it's not socially acceptable, I think, you know, that's, that's a whole other conversation that, that can be had. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think you, you, you have to understand the environment that you're in in order to... Mm-hmm in order to accept the consequences of those choices. And I think that right. much like ta- much like tattoos and, and piercings have become much more, you know, acceptable in the, in the business world, I think it's the same thing with clothing and, you know, people being able to express themselves however they see fit. Um, I don't really, I, I don't really have any skin in the game. I think people can dress however they want. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, it's not offensive to me. It's, it doesn't bother me. I don't even, 
I, I really don't even think about it. And if I saw somebody who was dressed like Mark Bryan was, I it wouldn't. I, I probably it, I would probably turn my head because it's not the norm. You've never and seen that, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and that's the reason why it's even a conversation is because it's mm-hmm. not the norm. And typically, yeah. when people start doing things that are not within normative boundaries, then everyone's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We have to, we have to curtail this because we need to have our comfort. We need to, we need to stay within mm-hmm. our lane uh, because, they, because they have their own misgivings about whatever it is. But that's on them. I mean, honestly, that's on them. That's not, that's not on the person who's choosing to do it. They can dress whatever they want. That's their business. Right. I agree. Um, I think if you want to wear a fucking dress, like Addison Rose Vincent is a non-binary trans woman. I don't know if that made mm-hmm. sense. Um, they have a beard, long hair, boobs, and wear dresses and girly stuff. So I don't should clothing be genderless? I think clothing should be, if you can afford it, you can buy it. Who, who are we to say what's normal and what's not? In other parts of the world, men wear dresses, but they're not called dresses. They're called robes. Men wear um, skirts, but they're called something else, you know, and they're shirtless. You know, so I I don't I don't care what a man wears or what a woman wears. I do feel like um, I do get taken aback when I see like clothing, but you can still see a ton of nudity. I won't be I I, I won't lie about that. Sometimes when I see it, I'm like, well, why even bother wearing clothing? Like you're practically nude. But I say it to myself, but. Otherwise, I don't care what people wear. But it's true, though. Like, um, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of something like seeing a woman walking around with a a completely sheer dress. Like, what is the – just walk around naked. Like, what is the point of having just that thin material? We can see her thing. Let it all out, sister. But that's – that's that that's that, and that's the thing. Like I may not agree with some of the choices that people right. wear, and like there's some stuff where I'm like, mm, you know, that's not it, right. it doesn't appear flattering to me. But hey, there's something for everybody, and I'm not the one who's got to who's got to make the assessment. If, if it's mm-hmm. a you know if it's a setting if it's a setting where someone asks me that question, I'm I'm probably going to be honest, and they're probably not going to like my answer. But at the end of the day, you know, again, that's their that's their preference. You want to wear sheer clothes. Yeah. You know, and, and show the world everything you got. And more power to you. Um, it's, that's not for me. But there's somebody right. out there that's probably walking by, going, "Whoa, that's so hot." That's you know, like mm, true. There's, true. There's somebody out there that's that's saying it because otherwise, you know, they may that that outfit may not, may never come out of their closet again. So, you know, who knows? True. You're right. Um, before we wrap it up for the day um movie tv reviews anything so i watched two i'll, I'll give you the reason why i sighed is because i watched two things i watched um seaspiracy and cowspiracy 
and huh. I, I part of part of the reason why I sighed is because in the premise of both of those uh, documentaries started off very very um, seemed almost like it was investigative journalism, and then it it delved it, then it turned into it metamorphosized into something that was to me just a clear shill for veganism. And I was like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Mm. It, it, you know, you're, you're, you have a cause, you have these things that you're, you're trying to promote and, and present the facts objectively, but then it turns into like, a, to me, it was like a clear ad for, for veganism. And I was like, nah, really soured it for me. Um, but uh, other than that, I started watching the uh, Army of the Dead, a new one that uh, just came out mm. on Netflix, but I didn't end up getting through it because uh, my mom is in town so I'm just kind of piecemealing it together um, but I will end up uh, finishing that probably today and other is that than a that series I'm pretty little... no it's a movie it's a movie with uh, Dave Bautista and a couple other uh, random actors and actresses and, um, is, is that the one that Chris D'Elia or whatever his name is was edited out of hmm Chris uh, DeLeo? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it was. I think that that oh, is okay. that movie. In fact, I okay. wouldn't be surprised if that is. But uh, I started watching it. It's, it's pretty. It, it's all right. It's uh, Zack Snyder. So I'm usually a big fan oh. of Zack Snyder. And um, I don't know. We'll see how it ends. But it's uh, it's you know it's his style. You can tell his style. Mm-hmm. But cool. It's pretty entertaining so far. I'm easily entertained, so it's good for me. I'll check that out after I'm done with SNL. Um, there you go. Yesterday was an 80s, 90s movie marathon. Oh, I, wa- I started off with Less Than Zero. Um, did Reality Bites. I did Tommy Boy, License to Drive. And I did striptease because I'd never seen it before. And Jesus, I wish I didn't what? see it. Yeah, it was bad. Oh, you have to. It was so bad, but it was so like so good. Gee, I wonder why you liked it, Joe. No, I I will tell you, it, I loved it because it was so bad. You loved it because it didn't need more boobs. Let's just keep it real. No, keep it real. That's not. That's, I, I will okay. keep it real. I'm, that, okay. That's not what it is for me. Um, the reason why it was... Showgirls. See, I like Showgirls. I thought, you know why? Because oh, Showgirls so had a freaking plot. It had a plot, though. Like, it was this girl bad. was an up-and-coming person. This other girl didn't want anybody taking her spot, so she did whatever it took to keep her spot. And... It was like an almost all about Eve meets showgirl meets um, Vegas performers. This movie, Fifty, mm-hmm. I, I like. I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. Was she stripping because she wanted to provide a better home for her daughter, or was she stripping because she really liked it? I was so confused. Didn't understand Burt Reynolds' character. Like, why is he sniffing lint? Why is he having sex with lint? Like, the whole thing was just so strange. I didn't understand it. By the end of the movie, I'm like, 
what happened? <laughs> Vin Graves was the funniest part of that fucking movie. I was just so confused. It was just all bad. Just all of it. Like, yeah. But uh, Less Than Zero offsets that. Less Than Zero was fun. It still held up. Phenomenal. Yeah. Holy hell. Perfect offset. Um, it's a perfect offset. I started the day with that. I started the day with that. So dark. <laughs> It was like eight in the morning and I'm watching Lesson Zero. I'm like, this is my life right now. Um, wow. License uh, to that's drive an aggressive still holds up. Right there. I know, I know. Um, license, license to drive, to drive still holds up. So good. I miss Corey Haynes so much. He was, I was in love with him. Like, I thought Dream a Little Dream was kind of like, weird it was weird for me because I was still a teenager so I was in love with him but I wasn't like I didn't know what lust meant so when I saw him naked wait it was dream not dream little dream it was another one with Nicole Eggert what was that movie he had with Nicole Eggert blown away Uh, blown away what a great movie I was like ew this he's naked (laughs) I didn't know what to do I was so confused I'm like why is I was naked? so excited about Nicole Eggert. Yeah, I, was, uh, I didn't even notice. I just, Nicole Eggert. Charles in charge. Oh. Yeah, she yeah. she was in charge. Oh my Lanta, here you go. Um, <laughs> I was just like, this movie is so weird. He's naked. I don't know what to do. Like, I didn't understand. I didn't understand. Great movie. I I was gonna watch it, but I already saw it last year, so I didn't want to waste my time rewatching something I just saw. Um, I will add that I miss Corey Feldman too, and I know he's not dead. Yeah, but his I know career I know. is, and, his career and he is, was yeah. awesome. He awesome was when he perfect was sidekick, perfect. Stand by me. Yeah. Um, every 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 movie with the Corys. Um, yeah. was just he was just great. Goonies. He just Goonies. Oh my gosh. Oh, he was mouth ultimate like he was, child actor. Man, he was so yeah. good. He made so our childhood, good. and we grew yeah. up with him. You know what I mean? He was only a mm-hmm. couple years older than us, so it was nice yeah, to so see good. one of us. Um, I'm not sure what what other movies I'm gonna watch other than Army of the Dead to complete my 80s 90s weekend. Um, I have Baby Boom in my queue. <clears throat> Um, I don't know what that is. Um, let's see. I don't know. I don't know what else I want to watch, but I'm totally on a kick right now. So, um, your Eva Mendez moment, what you got? All right. So this has been a rough week for me. Um, yeah. I tore my Achilles. It has been a, a uh, a challenging week, to say the least. I am I'm walking mm-hmm. around in a boot. I'm about to get surgery. They're going to cut up my ankle. Mm-hmm. They're going to tell me I can't do anything for six mm-hmm. weeks. And I'm really struggling with that mentally, um, mm-hmm. but not to the point where I'm letting it, like, overwhelm me. It's just that yeah. I've come to grips with that this has to be done. And 
Um, but so with that being said, my Eva Mendez moment is is kind of two part. First, the opportunity to even play soccer, um, and I haven't played in a couple of years because since moving out here, I just haven't had access to the same network that I had in Western Mass where I knew everybody who played soccer. I played with them and I, and I hadn't stopped playing, you know, up until, until I had moved out here a couple of years ago. Um, so fortune, well now I don't know if it's fortune, but uh, fortune smiled upon me. And um, mm-hmm. one of my wife's friends said, Hey, I know these people that play pickup on Monday night, you should go and play with them. I'll, and so I went there and she met me there, and she introduced me to everybody, and it was just really awesome. Um, and for the, you know, for, the, for the brief moment that I was, um, you know, warming up and running around a little bit, kicking the ball, and then we started the game and uh, up until the point where I actually did tear my Achilles. Um, oh. it, was, it was so awesome. It was just so awesome to be out there and to be enjoying something that I really just loved to my core. And I'm so thankful that she, you know, got me introduced to everybody and made it a really, really great experience up until that point. Um, But then to piggyback off of that, you know, obviously everyone can tell when you've hurt yourself and now I've got this boot on and I'm like limping around. I got my head, my crutches. Now I got one of those cool little knee scooters and no, I know it's not cool. I whatever. I'm, I, I'm living my life and I'm doing it my way. Okay. All right. So, uh, so I got my little knee scooter, but anyway, the outpouring of just really kind words and just thoughtfulness of people just being extremely supportive and helping in any way that they can. Um, it, it means, it means so much to me to have people that even if, even if they don't really mean it, that are at least pretending to get shit uh, oh, because this God. overgrown child has hurt himself. <laughs> Girls be like, Oh my God, I brought a beard here to himself. Oh my God. The guilt she must feel right now. Yeah, it's um, she was she did feel really bad about it, and I I really tried to talk her off the ledge because I was like, you know, it has mm. nothing to. It could have happened getting stepping into the shower. It could have happened, you know, getting up in the morning and taking that for like you could True. hear your Achilles doing almost anything. It just happened to be yep. that it ha- you know was when I was playing soccer, and it sucks, and it's an awful experience. I don't wish it on anyone, um, but. I'll get through it, and I'll come back. Uh, I'll be stronger than ever. It's fine. I'll make it. I'll make sure. it work. Um, and I hope that the surgery tomorrow is a success, and you heal very quickly. I think that you will because you're an athlete. So I'm sure they say six to whatever, eight weeks. I'm sure it's probably going to be like four to five because you're such an athlete, I'm hoping. you know? Um, and I'm also extremely, but don't extremely push thick-headed. <laughs> I, yeah, know, you, I know, really I know, are. I know, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> Just don't overexert yourself because you have friends and family that love and support you and want you to be a hundred percent, not seventy-five. So I I agree, and I don't want to be seventy-five. So I know that I'm. As much as I may uh, be thick-headed, I also am realistic and know that this is not going to be a, a, quick, a quick fix. Mm-hmm. And take this time to, like, slow down. 
you haven't slowed down since freaking high school graduation. Like, seriously, this will be your time. And, and that's including the pandemic. This is your time to slow down and relax, you know? I'm hopeful that I can. Yes. I, I'm hopeful you can, too. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be checking on you nonstop because I'm annoying like that. Um, <laughs> my Eva Mendez moment was going on Instagram and finding out that my half-brother, my half-brother who's nine days younger than me, him and his wife own a restaurant in Atlanta called Atlanta Green, or sorry, called Local Green Atlanta, and it's all about just, like, clean eating, clean food, whatnot, made the news down there because they were hiring... Um, what they call water boys, which are kids on the street that are selling water to make money. So my brother is literally changing people's lives. And how, what a proud moment. Like I, I just discovered this guy and he's like amazing. You know, he was in the music industry. He, um, he's a, a father of four. He's married. Uh, local business owner. Like, I'm so fucking proud of this guy. Like, Jesus. Awesome. Yeah, I may not have the father I wanted, you know, but the siblings, my my sister is um, a property manager, and she's doing well for herself. So it's like, oh, I have siblings I don't have to worry about, you know, and they're doing well in life, and that feels good, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so last, let's just give a shout, our shout-out. I'm going to let Joe go first with his shout-out. Who are you shouting out today? I am shouting out all of the fine people in my life that are willing to go out of their way to help and support me in my time of need. Keeping it simple. Aww. You're such a sweet guy, Joe. Everyone, I'm going to shout out Anthony Houston, who, um, Ant period Houston on IG. He was actually the first person I followed on, and I can't remember his TikTok name, the first person ever. And I just remember, like, first of all, he's this, you know that saying, tall, dark, and handsome? That's him. And he's got, like, these dimples. Oh, he's so gorgeous. But I just thought he was just so funny and fun. And I want to give him a shout-out because he wrote and published his first book called um, The Life Print of Yoga, Beginner's Guide. And he literally has a yoga coffee table book now. And I, I, I think wow. that is so amazing. So amazing. And he is like, and I talked to him here and there. He's sweet. Um, yeah, wanted to give Aunt a shout out. So, Well, that is, um, unless you have any other topics. Well, yeah, do you have any other topics you wanted to discuss before we sign off? 
No, I, there's there's uh, there's there's no shortage for for next week. I feel like um, oh, yeah. I'll have plenty of time because I'll, I'll have a ton of time to sit around and watch movies <laughs> and watch news and soak yeah. it all in while I'm recovering. Um, so I'm I'm reasonably certain we're gonna have a lot to talk about next week. So. <laughs> so wait, you're gonna be out of work, or can you work from home? No, I'm working from home. Oh, okay. 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 So that's good. Well, at least on Monday. But either way, yeah. Either way, there's so much stuff that is going to be limited by the fact yeah. that um, I, you know, I'm now not going to have an at least an hour and a half involved in the gym every day. I'm not going to have yeah. like there's a lot of stuff that's going to give me some time on my hands. So, um, yeah. needless to say, I'll be moving a little bit slower. But, mm-hmm. um, but. But it, that doesn't mean that uh, that doesn't mean that I'm going to have stuff to occupy my time as much as I would normally like. Go ahead and bug me with as many text messages as you want. I'm here. I don't care. Um, you know that. Be careful what you wish. Um, although I won't be hopped up on bed, so. <laughs> I don't care, Joe. It's fine. Text me however <laughs> however much you need to. Um, Exciting news to share, though, this week, um, and I don't know if you're interested in being a part of it, I am interviewing Curtis Woods. Um, Curtis Woods is a viral TikTok person who, um, he, he just, I don't know, I've gotten to know him a little bit, and I just, I don't know, I think he's a good guy, and so... I'm going to interview him at some point this week. If you're around, obviously you can definitely join in. Um, or if you're up for it, I should say, I know you'll be around if you're up for it. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just think Curtis is a, a good dude. So I want to, I want to learn more about him. So look for that this week. And other than that, um, everyone have a great Sunday. Um, take care of your mental health. Make sure that you are hugging and kissing on the people that you love in your life and make sure you just tell them or show them that you love them because you never know what's going to happen next, you know? That's right. So thanks for listening. Love. love you guys. Lee, love Joe. He's amazing. And um, talk to you later. XOXO. Oh my God. <laughs> Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea.